My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. A friend recently gave me the idea for a new name, and something tells me it's gonna catch on. Take your own advice. Wear a mask. Cool. What if I'm not a hero? What if I'm just some guy who was struck by lightning? I don't think that bolt of lightning struck you, Barry. I think it chose you, because you can inspire people watching over your city like a guardian angel, making a difference, saving people in a flash. It's time to think big. Uh, hey everybody, it's time for Flashing Arrow, the uh, Cinema Geekly Flash slash Arrow podcast, if you could not tell by the uh, extraordinarily clever name. Uh, but Glenn, uh, you were with me again, as uh, as per usual, as we discuss these DC shows. And uh, it is a more clever name than the Cinema Geekly Gotham podcast, right? Uh, yeah, it is, but I, I still am a fan of the Cinema Geekly Gotham podcast. Yeah, well, I mean, for for a time... I, I was tempted because I I completely tossed you under the bus here. I'm like, you think of a name. So Flashing Arrow is Glenn's name, uh, everybody. So if you hate it, uh, that's where you, you send the... Oh, there uh, were a lot of different names, so... Oh, no, uh, no, I mean, because you had Barry Queen as well, which was an awesome name, but... Uh, Jesse L. Martin is too uh, is uh, overqualified for The Flash. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and I would have had to have probably put in way too much work to try to replicate <laughs> the Dairy Queen logo, and I needed something... That required uh, as little work as humanly possible, um, because watching watching all of these television shows in and of itself sometimes can be a bit of a chore because there is literally so much of it. Uh, but yeah, for for a moment, uh, I was thinking because I, I know you said you were so fond of the blandness of the uh, the Cinema Geekly Gotham podcast, so I was thinking about calling this one the Cinema Geekly Untitled Flash and Arrow podcast. <laughs> um, just, I mean, it's, it's hard to get longer and more dull than that. Yeah. Uh, then the next one could be like working title for whatever show we do next. <laughs> Untitled cinema geekly walking dead podcast project. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but no flashing arrow. That's what we're going with. Um, uh, and we're going to be discussing, uh, a double shot of DC goodness, a DC double shot, if you will, or a DC double, but that sounds a little too much like. Uh, a sandwich that McDonald's would make, especially for people living in Washington D.C. Uh, so we're not going to call it a DC double, but uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do it for Flash and Arrow mainly because these are both CW shows, and uh, for the time being, they are at least loosely tied together. Although I think at some point you and I are both expecting there to be some sort of crossover episode, right? Uh, yeah, considering episode eight is titled Flash versus Arrow. <laughs> ah, well, we're just, we're, I, I thought we were going to bury the lead a little bit here, but no, we're not. Uh, we're going to leave people wondering in case they didn't go ahead and read the, uh, the advanced, uh, uh, episode titles, but, uh, no, uh, unfortunately, uh, you, it's been spoiled for you by Glenn. Once again, if you have, uh, uh, some hate mail to throw at anyone, 
throw it at Glenn. Um, all right, so we're going to start by uh, talking about uh, The Flash Season 1, Episode 1, uh, once again, cleverly titled Pilot. Uh, so I'm going to quickly run through uh, the events uh, of, uh, of this pilot episode of The Flash. Uh, so we start out uh, in a bit of a flashback, uh, which is fun because Arrow is full of flashbacks as well. So that's another uh, minor tie-in. Uh, and the flash is full of flashes, so yes, yes, yes. Yes, plenty of flashes everywhere. Uh, I completely lost my train of thought when you threw that in there. <laughs> um, so yeah, flashback, we have a young Barry Allen. Uh, we're introduced to his parents, and uh, the the kicking off point for this whole thing is Barry witnesses the death of his parents. This, this hap- Does this happen to everybody in D.C.? Uh, Glenn, do, do all of the characters witness the death of their parents at a young age? Because we've got Batman, and now we have the Flash. Uh, no, I, the the whole mother uh, thing of being dead, uh, the murder that that was actually done by uh, Jeff Johns, so okay. uh, who is now in charge of DC. So I, I'm gonna guess that they're gonna use a lot of things that he's done. Which, uh, as we kind of talk about towards the end, yes, uh, a lot of things he he is in charge of are uh, are going to be coming to fruition in this series. So, sure. um, okay, so that's what uh, young Barry Allen is awoken uh, by some sounds and comes downstairs uh, to see his to see her mother or to see his mother uh, under attack by what I can only presume is an incredibly fast Hulk Hogan because all I can see is red and yellow whipping all over the place. I am uh, I am presu- I'm presuming that it is Hulk Hogan. Uh, I have not read the comic book, so I'm not sure if that turns out to be true. Uh, Glenn, you you don't spoil it for me because I, I want to find out uh, later on if it is in fact Hulk Hogan that killed the Flash's mother. I don't think it is, uh, but quite possibly. Um, she disappears. I, actually, you know what it is? We don't actually see her die uh, through all these whisks of light. Uh, young Barry Allen is uh, is thrown outside. Uh, and we see later on uh, kind of the whole scene. His father is uh, is deemed guilty for uh, for the murder, is put in prison, and uh, young Barry goes to live with, um, what's his name? It's Detective something or other. It's driving me crazy now that I can't remember it. Um, you don't remember either, do you? Who, the, the guy that... that the, detect- the detective who raised Barry. Yeah. Oh, Joe West. Yeah, yeah, okay, detect- Detective West, and his daughter is... Uh, Iris that Barry is friends with. Um, and their nephew is going to be Wally West. <laughs> and uh, we, uh, so we flash forward now to, uh, to an all grown up Barry Allen who is uh, working uh, CSI, I guess. And uh, this is stars. Is this star city? What is the name no, of the this city? Is cent- this is central city, central city. I have, I've lost track of all of the names. That has, of a, cities. That has a sister city called Keystone. Gotcha. Uh, this is why Glenn is here, ladies and gentlemen, to fill me in and all the shit I fuck up, um, which will be plenty and plenty more uh, to come for sure. Um, so uh, Barry's working on a case and we see his Sherlock Holmes uh, type, uh, I guess his uh, Holmesian-esque uh, ability to determine crime scene uh, data. Uh, was this a thing also in the books Was or is this like a thing to make him more modern? Uh, I don't mean... You don't necessarily think he looks at crime scenes like that. The thing about him, especially, I mean, Barry Allen is very smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just he's very he's very immature. Right. And I mean that in a good way. I mean, there was always a thing of like, uh, 
and they kind of did in the animated series Justice League whenever Lex Luthor becomes a Flash, and they're like, oh, I, why hasn't the Flash ever done something like this? And it's like, well, because if he does it, he tears a fabric in time and can ruin reality. Right. Like, in reality, like, the Flash is technically the most powerful superhero. It's just the fact that, like, Barry doesn't view his powers that way is a very good thing for mankind. Sure. Um, and that, and so, like, yes, he is very smart, um, and he processes information, you know, very quickly his metabolism is very fast which that that goes into his power so some of those are just traits that have already been there but they become magnified by the fact that uh uh then then that is where you you kind of get in the more of the flashiness oh okay gotcha okay so he of course investigating this crime scene and uh discovers the uh the relevant uh data that is required for them to go uh to go bust uh, the bad guys, which of course uh, they do. The bad guys escape in an airplane, uh, which is very convenient timing for all those events to come together as they did. Uh, but nonetheless, um, our, our baddies escape uh, in an airplane uh, just in enough time for uh, for all of these uh, all of these uh, other huge events to kind of converge. Um, we, we are then taken to the scene that we saw in Arrow last, uh, in last, the last season of Arrow, uh, during the, uh, the Barry Allen, uh, episode. Was it, he was in two episodes, right? Yeah. He was was like a two, it was like a two parter. Uh, and at the very end, we kind of saw the origins of how he became, uh, the flash. There is a, a particle accelerator that went haywire and it caused this crazy, uh, weather reaction, and uh, Barry was hit by one of these particle accelerated lightning bolt thingies, and uh, it put him in a coma for about what do they say nine months? Something like nine months he was in a coma for. And, yeah, I would uh, say he was probably in a coma from uh, what, what, what was it? He he was in February or not February? Was it December? Whenever he was on Arrow, December November. Mm-hmm. So from then until I, I'm assuming you know September 30th or whatever. Right. Is when he came out of a coma. And see, this is where I'm thinking of Star. It's not, it's not, it's Star Labs is where he wakes up. Yeah, Star Labs, Starling City, which was we talked about in Arrow, will covertly be called Star City, which is its actual name. Right. Um, so this is where he wakes up and meets uh, Catelyn Snow, who knows nothing. And uh, come on, it's a. And, and is very important. It's a good, that's a, it's a, that's a, that's a great Game of Thrones joke. Come on, it's a. <laughs> there's a. Fine, whatever. We're moving on. Uh, and uh, and Cisco Ramon are the two. Uh, are I, I'm presuming are going to be his felicities, right? For the that's what it seems like. They're going to be his uh, nerds that sit back and feed him information. Uh, from uh, not necessarily, because uh, okay. uh, Caitlin Snow is definitely um, not a good guy. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, and uh, we've also got uh, Tom Cavanaugh as Doctor Harrison Wells, who is the uh, I guess he is the uh, the science genius behind Star Labs and the Particle Accelerator, uh, but he's uh, I guess he becomes kind of a, a pariah sort of after his uh, Particle Accelerator explodes and <laughs> kills a lot of people and does a lot of damage and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and this is when Barry, of course, starts learning about his his super speed um, and how lightning a lightning bolt gave him abs, uh, things like that, and. Um, of course, they uh, uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Wells is incredibly interested in this ability, and of course, 
Uh, it's revealed that uh, not only is he very fast, but he can heal himself very quickly. He's, uh, uh, it's as if Glenn, all of his particles have been accelerated somehow. Uh, <laughs> and um, so he he thinks he can use this uh, to his uh, to his advantage. Maybe perhaps put his name back on the map uh, as well. And uh, Barry also discovers, though, uh, that he is not the only person who received gifts from this. Uh, what, now, what are they referring to them as? Like meta-humans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, meta-humans. Um, I, I guess they... I guess uh, Fox really does own the term mutant, huh? Like, you can't say mutant or superpowered. Well, I mean, or... They've, they've referred to them as meta-humans for a while. Really? They, they just don't say, like, superhuman either? They don't do that? That seems like the most obvious, but... Well, I mean, I don't. I think they. I think they kind of stray away from using superhuman because of Superman. Ah, so okay. They, so they needed a word. Mainly, they do refer to him as metahumans. Right. So they needed a word. I, I get you. That's good. Um. So yeah, he is not the only one. Um. In fact, the bad guy they were chasing. Uh. That uh. The police were chasing earlier that escaped in the plane. Their plane also got hit by the uh the lightning bolt. Everyone thought he was killed. Um. But he was not killed. In fact, uh, he he returned to continue his uh, his uh, his bad guyness. Uh, this time, he can control the weather. In the comic books, he's Weather Wizard. I don't think they ever once referred to him as Weather Wizard um, at all, right? Like they, it was not mentioned. No, no, no. It's just he controls the weather. I think that that's about <laughs> that's about as close as they get. The Weatherman. Uh, well, to be honest, I, I was looking. No, over... he's not Nicolas Cage. <laughs> sure. Well, who is? Um... The uh, looking over the looking over some of the Flash's uh, enemies, uh, he does not have uh, a lot of really well named uh, villains. No, no, they they are very cheesy. I mean, he's what Captain Cold, Captain Boomerang, yeah, uh, Professor Zoom, aka Reverse Flash, uh, Girder, Storm. <laughs> Um. Yeah. There's a. There, there's not a. a bunch. Heat wave might be the. Uh, might be the. Uh, the least offensive uh, sounding name. I, they're not offensive sounding. They're just like you said. They're goofy sounding. Weather wizard. Oh shit! It's weather wizard. Yeah. It's like they took what Stan Lee does and just made it worse. Like Captain Cold is a poor man's weather wizard. Like. I, I <laughs> it's like he can control the cold parts of weather. Well, Captain Cold uh, is just Mister Freeze, and a part. Is that all it is? It's yeah, he, like he's Mr. Freeze in a parka. That's what he is. Ouch. Okay. And like there's Icicle. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of ice-based villains in DC. <laughs> and uh, where are we at here? Okay, so uh, um, so Barry is, uh, Barry is out and about. Um, he's uh, informed everybody that he's back and uh, fully healed. And uh, blah, 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 blah. They make Barry Allen a suit. Uh, he goes, uh, I believe it's, uh, does he go see, um, does he go see, uh, Stephen Amell, AKA Oliver Queen, AKA the arrow before he decides to go after weather wizard. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, the, when he, uh, first realizes that, uh, the weather wizard guy is back, um, he, his friend Iris almost gets killed in the ensuing chase that is going on between this man and the police and, uh, Barry speeds up and, uh, catches up to him and stuff, but, uh, things got, things got, uh, worse before they could get better. Uh, weather wizard guy escaped Barry. And, uh, I think that is when he went, uh, he took a, he took a slight jog to, uh, 
to meet Oliver Queen. Yeah, he got chastised for a bit, and then he went to go run 600 miles to visit uh, Oliver Queen. Yeah, and and uh, Arrow gave him kind of a pep talk. Uh, you know, your basic superhero pep talk of, uh, you know, the lightning chose you, you know, things like that. Uh, and you, you have a chance to save everybody. Um, and uh, I believe he also, uh, I guess, inadvertently names him, right? Because he tosses that little little line of yeah. about saving them in a flash. Uh, and a light, light bulb goes off, I guess, in Barry Allen's head and decides that's what he's going to do for his... Uh, that's what he's going to use for his name. So he goes He goes back, and uh, of course, uh, they confront Weather Wizard guy, and he stops Weather Wizard by uh, doing a Superman, right? He kind of just goes in reverse. Yeah, I mean, that that's also a, a common thing that they've done with Flash with tornadoes, is he, he, he'll use his speed to, you know, just like, uh, use my twister knowledge uh, that Bill Paxson stopped me over the years. Oh, you know, sure, it's yeah, just, yeah. Uh, with the cyclone, it's just a you know a combination of of putting two uh, fronts together and that kind of stuff. So you just reverse that, Absolutely. and that's all he had to do. Or, or if uh, Sharknado has taught us anything, Barry Allen could have just thrown a grenade in there. And he just... could have he could have just done had enough heat to stop it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he. I mean, why bother spending all that time running when you could have just thrown. The uh, and by the way, when I just threw away the whole like oh, and he got a suit, uh, to I, I guess to be more precise, they developed a suit that would not kill him while he was running extremely fast, because uh, <laughs> otherwise his clothes were going to catch on fire. Things like that. Uh, that has we learned with this jacket. Yes, uh, minor details uh, that he would he would he would be set ablaze. Um, so of course uh, Barry stops him, uh, but not before they could get in the obligatory. Uh, line that I'm sure they felt like they just needed to get out of the way now uh, so people could get uh, all of the Forrest Gump jokes out of their system before the second episode. And run, of course, Barry, <laughs> yep, of course I'm talking about run, Barry, run. Um, I mean, Tom Cavanaugh did not, <laughs> did not. Oh, no, no, it's such a fast. Very, it was very Midwestern. Right? Yeah, it was very, it was very earnest. He, he delivered it with, uh, with passion and intensity, but Run, uh, Barry, run! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that still that still felt like Forrest Gump doing a. Oh yeah, no, totally. I mean, it, that's. And I don't even know why we're attributing that line to Forrest Gump when it was Jenny who said it, but. Whatever, I'm, we're attributing it to the movie of Forrest Gump. Oh yeah, uh, but I'm yeah, just... was, was I mean, was that obligatory? Were they bound to just? Was that a line they were just gonna have to say? Because that's his special yeah. power is running, right? So he runs really fast. They should, you should probably tell him to do what he does really well, which is run. So <laughs> I think it was probably, I'm sure like in the writer's room, they're like, fuck, <laughs> we're going to have to use this. Right. You know, everyone else is going to say now. So whenever it happens later on, people are like, hee. Right. It's, it's just, like we we just know the internet's going to do it, so we'll just say it in the first episode. It's like yeah. self, it's like self-deprecating humor. They just got to get it out of the way. Um of course so all that happens. Um Iris's dad, aka Detective, oh, fuck, I forgot it again. White? Was it White? West. West. <laughs> That's racist, Anthony. Um cuz he's a black police officer. Um so yeah, um Detective West. I I will remember this as the series goes forward. Uh, this is this is basically my my only introduction to the character. By the way, I'm a complete newbie. Um, uh, but yeah, it's at this point, Detective 
uh, West kind of realizes what Barry can do and uh, pleads with him to not uh, let Iris know anything about this or uh, to, you know, to keep this whole thing under wraps. Yeah, because, you know, you know how it works out for cops fathers when they tell their kind of boyfriend, whatever their sister, important and significant other. Uh, you know, hey, don't let them know about the secret because, uh, you know, if we learn from Spider-Man, those people tend to die. So. Right, right. <laughs> um, and, uh, of course, uh, because uh, once Barry developed these uh, super speeds and uh, noticed that his running left red and yellow streaks everywhere, uh, he started putting the pieces together that maybe there's somebody else out there uh, like him. If there's him and if there's guys like Weather Wizard out there, perhaps if there's other people out there that are like him and perhaps that's the person who uh, killed his mother and of course not his father. And uh, West believes that. And, and West believes that by the end. Uh, and uh, Barry goes to see his father in prison and tells him that he wants him to know that uh, uh, he believes that he didn't kill his mother and he's going to be getting out soon. And uh, his dad said that that's all he needs to... Uh, all he needs to know is that Barry believes that's that's, and that's good enough for him. Um, of course, the um, the big reveal we get is um, uh, after a, you know, after a montage of uh, Flash being Flash, uh, we of course see the uh, the the big reveal, which was uh, Doctor Harrison Wells, played by Tom Cavanaugh, went into a uh, a secret room somewhere in Star Labs. And got up out of his wheelchair and walked. He is not a. He's not, apparently not a quadriplegic. Well, I, I, I've, I, people are like he's not a quadriplegic, but I saw, I'm pretty sure I saw him moving his arms before, which means he wasn't quadriplegic. Yeah. He was like a, a paraplegic or, or something like that. Before. He was just crippled. Yes, crippled for sh- sure. One of those things. Uh, apologies if we've offended anybody in a wheelchair that has any sort of horrible injury. Um, yeah, he just gets up and walks over and uh, activates a console unit, which portrays a, uh, a holographic image of a paper uh, from the year, I believe it's 2024, uh, talking about how the Flash has disappeared. And they, there's uh, the word crisis, of course, is uh, prominent on that page as well. So I'm guessing that will be, um, do you think that will be the arc for the first season? Or do you think that's going to be something that's going to continue uh, on much further? Uh, probably much, mo- ah, probably much further. Okay. I think, because m- I know Arrow is supposed to only be five seasons long, so I-, I could see that maybe like the final season of Arrow will have. Uh, I mean, if you read the paper, uh, uh something to do with Queen Corp. Uh, you know that'll right. have something to do with that, and mm-hmm. may not necessarily avoiding uh. A crisis because there is an infinite number of crises. Oh, of course, crises. Yes. Crises. Um, <laughs> so uh, I could definitely see where he'll he'll be pretty prominent um, uh, during a certain arc. I don't think they'll necessarily jump right into it, but mm-hmm. I think it'll always be that thing that's looming in the background uh, that they're working towards. Okay, so um, general thoughts on the the pilot episode of The Flash. Is this the first time you saw? It? Did you or did you see the leaked episode? Uh, the leaked. No, I, uh, I, 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 this is the first time I'd watched. It. I've actually watched it twice because my roommate hadn't watched it, so I watched it again Wednesday after watching Arrow before the new South Park came out. So, oh, okay. So, uh, what were your impressions? What did you think? It's odd because I'm gonna praise the show for how many Easter eggs there are, and that was something we kind of complained about with Gotham, but I think the way it works in this is like, I know these people are gonna, I'm gonna 
inevitably see them for who they are, not uh, build, you know, oh, hey, look, there's there's a young poison ivy that's not going to be poison ivy for 10 years. That's cool. Right. Um, I, I'm going to see these people, uh, you know, fully fleshed out at, at some point. And so I think that we're for, you know, a show like this and Arrow, anything that's more present day that, that it, it works. That's where Easter eggs are uh, beneficial. OK, uh, so definitely. I mean, right off the bat, you know, you go through Star Labs and you see a cage. It's destroyed by Gorilla Grodd. Uh, Caitlin Snow eventually becomes Killer Frost. Uh, and even you, you, God, you weren't name. kidding about the snow names, were you? Holy shit. Uh, and then uh, Cisco Ramon uh, is Vibe, who's a who's a good guy. Uh, he's in Just League America. And so you got that. And, and Wells, like a lot of people think he's going to be Professor Zoom. I'm a little hesitant on that. Uh I could see where it makes sense. And the only reason why I say I'm hesitant is because uh, West, Detective West's partner, his name is Eddie Thawne. Um, Thawne is the last name of Professor Zoom, who is, uh, or Reverse Flash, is, uh, you know, the Flash's arch enemy, uh, who is from the future. Right, uh, and uh, and apparently there's been, I saw on my, uh, my Facebook uh, time, not, not the timeline, but the trending thing earlier today, that apparently some images have been leaked of of a uh, of a uh, professor zoom which again terrible name but uh, and he, it, and they're like oh it's tom cavanaugh i was like i don't i don't see it that guy looks a little too big to be tom cavanaugh he's pretty slim in it right i just i don't like the i wouldn't like the idea of like professor zoom being so much older i mean he is older slash younger in the comics but it's not like there's not a significant age like he just hates barry allen with a burning passion right. uh so uh and then that kind of goes with that. Uh, what other Easter eggs? I mean, there is a shit ton of them. Uh, and it also makes more sense if, if, if Thawne, the, the detective partner, maybe he's not him, but uh, someone down the line being him because, you know, Iris, uh, I mean, it's, it's there's no secret. Uh, Iris is very much so Barry Allen's uh, lover. And, you know, they, they do, you know. Right. Get married, you know, you know, his fucking nephews, Wally West, who's Kid Flash or whichever Kid Flash you want to refer to it. If it's his grandson or not, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Wally West eventually becomes one of the Flashes. Uh, um, you know, the fact that his father was played by Flash from the original TV show um, and, and kind of going in the same vein. Uh, I thought the person who sold the show and I've joked about it, you know, a couple of times uh, was Jesse Martin. Right. Um, I mean, he is hands down like him and Jerry Orbach's run on law and order is about as good as it gets on law and order, which, you know, it's procedural. It's nothing fancy, but he is always, he's very good. Yeah. I've always wondered why he never really branched down. And again, he's playing a detective, but (laughs) he's damn good at it. I mean, there is a lot of lines that he just delivered so well that that were just awesome. Like in the barn and he's just like, you know, Oh no, no, uh, I agree. Yeah. What is God? You know, what is a God rob a bank for? And he's like, yeah, you're right. I need to think bigger and just, you know, little things like that. There's little touches and even, uh, uh, his, uh, facial expressions, especially like when he's like, we're going to do this right now, Barry, we're going to do this right now. And he starts, (laughs) you know, yelling at him about, you know, you just made it up, you know, you need to deal with it, you know, get out of this fantasy world. There's no such thing as lightning bolt people kind of stuff. And then right. even at the end when he's like, you know, you were right. I can't believe, you know, your, your dad never really murdered him. Like, I don't know. He's just really good in it. And it was, I I knew, but I had forgotten he was going to be in the show. And even Tom Cavanaugh is really good. I've always been a fan of him, you know, mainly for scrubs. Uh, but <laughs> right. Uh, 
just a really, really good cast. I mean, people like people who are kind of known, like even Danielle Panabaker. I mean, she's been around for a while, even though she is young, but she's been in the public eye or has done a lot of semi-prominent uh, uh, movies. So, like, I don't know. The cast is like well known, and it, it to me that's a little odd because in Arrow, like, outside of like John Barrowman, uh, you know, I don't know any of those people going into that show. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. And um, so it, I, I do, I really like the cast and I, I really like the guy who plays Barry Allen. He just, he looks perfect for it. Grant he's Gustin. Shape, but he's not, yeah, but he's not bulky and that's like, he is very streamlined, but definitely in shape. Um, I'm trying to think if he's, um, I think he's only done like spot stuff. Like I think this might be his big, um, his big, uh, you know, like his big, break i guess uh acting wise because i don't think he's um i mean I, i'm looking here he's done like uh he did like seven episodes of glee he did uh an episode of csi miami uh he did eight oh, episodes he did eight episodes of the uh the attempted reboot 90210 um and you know that's about it he uh and outside of that uh this is his first thing he's He's done uh, a TV movie and a direct-to-DVD movie, and uh, you know that's uh, that's about it. Uh, so yeah, no, I mean, this he is... is very good. Yeah, yeah, he's very likable. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that really, uh, you know, because just like Gotham, this was the pilot for Gotham. This was a uh, you know a, a setup episode. These are the characters. But it was really good. Oh no, no, no I agree. Uh, this was a. Uh, <laughs> This is, uh, um, and, and I think it helps because I know a lot more about uh, Batman. I've obviously been exposed to much more Batman than I have the Flash. Maybe if uh, we've had uh, a boatload of uh, Flash movies over the last, you know, several decades, um, or uh, a really prominent Flash cartoon or something like that, uh, where I'm a little more up to date, you know, maybe it would seem a little more. Uh, you know, like, oh, I've seen this before, or I've heard that story before, yeah. that sort of thing, but I but I haven't, so it was all kind of very new to me. And I, um and in that regard, this pilot worked a lot better for me than the the pilot for uh Gotham, because it kind of felt like, well, we have to establish this and this, you know, it was it felt very much like the uh when they rebooted Spider-Man. Uh it's like, well, we have <laughs> to kill Uncle Ben and we have to give the stupid <laughs> responsibility speech and get bit by a spider. Um, you know, so it's, uh, and while Gotham wasn't quite that in sync with, you know, other Batman origins because it wasn't supposed, you know, specifically about, um, Batman, um, you know what I mean? It was, uh, it was, it was definitely more exciting. So is there, uh, anything, um, other, otherwise standoutish for you in the episode? Um, what'd you think of the, the, the central story? Uh, I mean, the story was good. Like you said, it was, it was a really good set. They did a really good job of of creating this universe and, and you were talking about you know you've mentioned it before what works really well with arrow is the fact like it's really goofy um and this show is like really goofy but it it's fun and i guess because you know since they make it fun it's an i can excuse some of the things that are pretty stupid in it Sure. Uh, whereas, like with Gotham, it's not necessarily fun. So if something zany kind of happens, it's like ah, like it kind of it sticks out more, right? Um, because that's not what the tone they say it's supposed to be, right? So with this, with the tone being really loose and and that kind of stuff, and um, yeah, I, I mean, it's weird because there's nothing I can really think that 
kind of just stands out. Um, I do like the way they do his movements. Um, I mean, at times it's mm-hmm. a little, it's a little jerky, especially like yeah. whenever that car goes over, like, and it's exploding and he gets out of the way and it's like, it just kind of, you just see a flash and it cuts to him. Like he's just falling down. Right. Um, there are instances, but I mean, that's something like I would expect because, uh, especially on a TV budget, like I can't mm-hmm. imagine yep. <laughs> having blurs and have, ha- you know, you know, as, as much time as they're, not able to spend on each episode, I, I can see, you know, you're going to be rushed as far as uh, making everything look really fleshed out and right. smooth. But for the most part, like I really like the way they did the running. Yeah. I, um, I, I mean, I think the key will be because the pilot is always intended to be the thing that impresses people. Um, so what'll be interesting to see is how the, you know, because it's going to have to be more CG heavy than arrow is. Yeah. Um, because arrow's not, uh, a metahuman or a superhuman or whatever you want to call them. Um, so it, re- it relies a little less on, on CG where this show is going to rely a little more heavily on it. So what'll be interesting because, you know, obviously we talked about it with Gotham as well. Uh, they really gussied up that pilot. And then the second episode didn't quite have the same vibe to it. And even in that third episode, we were just talking about not long ago. Um, you know, there were a couple of moments where some stuff kind of stuck out like a sore thumb, like, eh, that was, that was clearly a, like a matte painting that really sticks out from yeah. everything else. Um, so what will be interesting to, is to see how the the CG holds up. Now, obviously, you know, I'm trying to, we're going to have to try to grade it on, you know, the our knowledge is that this is a TV show and TV production uh, budgets are, are much smaller. So we're going to have to kind of grade it on that curve. I'm not expecting anything blow away. So far, though, the pilot looked really good. And I, I didn't really have any arguments or complaints about how, the the flash stuff looked i mean a, f- a few times like i i think the shots i dislike the most were like the ones where the camera kind of zooms up to him and you're like right up in his face as he's running really fast i didn't like those shots i kind of like the there were a few shots that are like from his perspective that were great and the stuff of him just like you know the like um the the higher up shots where you sort of just see him zooming all over the place things yeah like that. It, those all look kinda... great yeah it kind of goes back to like Spider-Man. Like I hated the shots where like first person Spider-Man, like those look terrible. Right. But when you just, you know, on a distance, you just show him going rooftop to rooftop. That looked pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow him without it having to like necessarily focus on him. Right. And uh, yeah, the thing is I'm really excited, especially since they have professor zoom. Uh, I really want to see how they do the fight sequences because uh, it can be, uh, that's something I've always wondered how they would, you know, handle, in a live action setting with something like the flash, because it's all about speed and how do you capture right. that action without it looking like really crappy, slow motion. Right. Um, so um, I, don't, I don't, that's yeah. my only thing is <laughs> oh, the only thing I thought of in my head was that they play it for comedy purposes, which is probably a bad idea, but you could totally play it for comedy purposes. in so much as like you see them fight, uh, but they have a, a fight at a regular speed and then they cut away to like, you know, like a third person's perspective and you can't see anything. You just see shit flying everywhere like they're you know, from the third person's perspective. You can't see anything but from like a, a zoom into their perspective and they're fighting it. You know what we would perceive yeah. at normal speed. That's the only thing I could think of because I don't want to see. Uh, uh, I mean, there was already one shot in a trailer for maybe next week or the promo for next week's episode where they kind of do the obligatory bullet time literally with a bullet. 
where, you know, it's like, when you see the bullet kind of just, you know, make waves through the air as it zooms past them, that sort of thing. Um, you know, and, and all, all the slow-mo they have done um, does not look awful. No, no, no. It, it doesn't look awful, but, you know, ob- obligatory bullet dodge in super slow motion is oh, yeah, one of those of is one of those things. Um, but no, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not I mean, and, and, and we and they're not going to make it look like the uh, the really great Quicksilver scene from the X-Men movie. Uh, <laughs> no. I mean, that looks incredible, but they're you know, they're not going to be able to pull off that kind of. No, they don't have that kind of uh, time. Right. Um, I mean, maybe if they wanted to film things with a high speed camera, perhaps. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, I guess you could ask Peter Jackson. Sure. Um, okay. So do you want to you want to give this one a grade? Premium uh, pilot episode. I, I would say like four, may, maybe. I don't want to say four and a half, but four. I mean, it was it was really good. It was really strong. Right. Um, I, I definitely agree with the 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is definitely, uh, I mean, when I say 96, like that's probably more like 85 um, because you don't actually know the opinions. I highly doubt they would actually give it 96 out of 100, but um, it was definitely, it was definitely good. I mean, it was, it was a really strong outing. Um, uh, yeah. Start. I mean, I am right there with you. I think I, I'm teetering ever so slightly between like three and a half and a four, but I'm, I'm leaning towards the four uh, because it, like I said, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the performances were really good. Uh, the ending set up a lot of intrigue for me, so I'm really curious to see where it's going to go. Um, uh, I'm presuming they're probably going to stay away from most of the names of the bad guys. I think Professor Zoom is the big one, though, isn't like that's like his Flash's big bad guy. Yeah, and he's definitely in in the comics, and they're probably uh, going to have to refer to that one by name. I'm guessing, but yeah, he has definitely become. Uh, more prominent and he i mean he is a good villain mm-hmm. uh, whenever you're asking i forget what we were talking about before like ranking villains like he is in the second tier but uh they are definitely doing their best to put him in the first tier because they realize that the first tier is pretty crowded with just like you know batman villains and lex Luthor. Right. uh so he is definitely moving his way up the ladder and, and he's you know not not a, like a completely new character but he he's definitely hasn't been around as long right. um he's you know been retooled but if you ever want to learn about the character definitely watch the uh animated movie uh justice league flashpoint paradox because it, a, a it's awesome mm-hmm. um but he is the prominent villain in it and his motivations are very interesting he um he is not willing to die by his own doing if it means ruining the flash so Okay, now we're going to jump on in to uh, the Arrow half of the Flashing Arrow podcast for Arrow Season 3, Episode 1, entitled The Calm. There are still a few things that you don't know about me. Something's going to die. You, for example. You have failed this city. Arrow. Season premiere Wednesday, October eighth on the CW. Not pilot. <laughs> no, this uh, this is not titled pilot. We're uh, so for those of you jumping in wondering, like, hey, isn't this show starting at the same time? No, it is not. This is the third season of Arrow. Um, so if you want, uh, seasons one and two are on Netflix right now. So if you want to go get yourselves caught up, uh, that is the uh, the best way to do it. Um, so and if you haven't been caught up on Arrow, uh, then I would highly suggest. You uh, you turn off this podcast right now uh, and then go binge watch 
episodes, uh, seasons one and two, and then download the first episode of season three, and then come back and then hit play again on the podcast so you can listen to us uh, discuss it. Um, and for those of you, by the way, who are a little new to Arrow, um, there's some flashbacks in this show too. This happens actually regularly. It's a it's a paralleling um, uh, Oliver Queen's time that he spent away from civilization uh, with the with the current day, and they kind of uh, they kind of uh, go back and forth between them. So quickly, we're just going to cover uh, what happened in the flashbacks. Uh, this episode because he's he's off the island now, right, Glenn? He's in China for uh, for the time being, and yes, uh, Waller has him in China. Yes, and he has tried to escape various times, and uh, he is captured every single time. And this last time that he escapes, he is in the uh, the home of the man who continues to capture him. He's hell bent on leaving him, uh, but the man uh, draws a bit of a uh, a pity card from Oliver because he says that look, you're not going to be killed this time. Uh, she's threatened my entire family. They're going to die if you escape. Um, so Oliver obviously can't leave then. He's too good of a guy, Glenn. He's got he's to gotta stick around for the kids. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's essentially the gist of the flashbacks, right, for this week? Yeah, I mean, that was, that was really it. I mean, <laughs> nothing really happened. He got the crap beat out of him a lot. But, yeah, nothing really oh, sure, happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is par for the course uh, for Oliver Queen, yes. especially in the flashbacks. Flashback. He definitely gets the shit beat out of him. A whole bunch, yeah. So if you want to see Stephen Amell get beat up, uh, just watch the flashbacks because it, it happens a ton. Um, we also have uh, the whole crew is out in full force now in the in the present day. Um, uh, Oliver has a, a brand new uh, retractable bow thingy, uh, which looks kind of it kind of reminds me of like the thing Hawkeye had in the Avengers. Like the collapsible bow, um, so it's him and Diggle and uh, and it's Roy, aka uh, Arsenal. I think is his name, right? Is his well, like, superhero name or something? His superhero name is actually Speedy. Um, and then, according he, to according to Wikipedia, in season three, Roy is now Oliver's true sidekick, uh, quote unquote Arsenal, and participates in the field with him. Okay, I mean he he does. If you would have let me finish. No, sorry, he is sorry, also sorry. he also could go by Red Arrow, and then if he does a separate thing, and he also later on becomes Arsenal. Okay, I also call him Parkour Kid. Uh, that's my name. He's definitely Parkour the Kid. Yeah, because I when I could not remember his name earlier on in the season, whenever he'd show up, I'm like, oh, Parkour Kid, uh, which should have been his uh, his superhero name. Uh, and he definitely does a lot of parkoury shit uh, in this episode. Uh, but they are out in full force now as a, as a trifecta team stopping bad guys. Um, and uh, we we kind of continue in that in that vein. Uh, Diggle talks about uh, the uh, the impending birth of his uh, his baby Diggle, and uh, I just like saying the word Diggle, Glenn. So you're gonna have to deal with this. Uh, I'm a big fan of the word, uh, the actor, the name. I'm I'm a big fan of all of it. Uh, so yeah, deal with it, sir. Uh, <laughs> you're like I, I didn't have any complaints, is what you're thinking in your head. Uh, no, no, I love I I'm a, I am a fan of the Diggle. Yeah, Baby Diggle is on its way, um, which they did, unfortunately did not name the child. Uh, that's a shame that it was not named Baby Diggle or Diggle Jr. Uh, but, you know, what, what you going to do? <laughs> baby Diggle. <laughs> uh, in the long line of terrible uh, baby names that they could do worse. Um, so anyway, um, I believe it's Laurel uh, is uh, accompanying Oliver to this press conference that her dad is holding. Um, he's now chief, right? The chief of of uh of the Sterling City Police, 
Is that where he's No, at? he is now a captain. Or in, captain. Uh, right. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I remember now. It's been a while since the last He's season. almost there. Yeah. He got he got promoted three times to uh to be captain. <laughs> it's almost as bad as uh Kirk in the Star Trek reboot. Where are the people complaining about where are the where are the people complaining about Officer Lance's uh promotions so quickly? Well, well I guess because he got demoted, so like I guess I mean, he was a sergeant. Sure. So I don't know. Um, anyway, he's uh, he is at a press conference uh, announcing that they are disbanding the uh, the the vigilante task force that is in place, um, which uh, leads Oliver to believe that uh, perhaps now maybe he can live uh, some sort of meaningful normal life, and uh, immediately uh, uses this opportunity to ask uh, Felicity out on a date. About damn time. And it took a while, right? Uh, which she accepts. Uh, at which point we uh, we learn about our uh, our bad guy for this episode, whose name I I th- I think it's it's Warner something or other, like Zytel. Yeah, he uh, he he's takes not important. No, no, he takes on, on the mantle of Vertigo. Yeah, he takes on the uh, the Vertigo drug that we've seen in the previous couple of seasons, and the uh, the name he takes on the the Count Vertigo moniker, right? Or I think that's uh, he does refer to himself as that, right? I think he does. Yeah, he does. He does take on the mantle, and he weaponizes it to with mushrooms, and he basically yeah. becomes Scarecrow without being yeah, called yeah. Scarecrow. Yeah, if people want to know what Vertigo is, it's basically Scarecrow's uh, fear toxin from uh, Batman Begins, essentially. Yeah, this new version is, definitely. <laughs> yeah, people take it, and uh, people you know, they hallucinate and see the things that scare them the most. Um, which, of course, uh, naturally, in Oliver's case, is himself. Um, apparently, he's, he's terrified uh, I'm, I'm guessing not of himself. I think he's kind of terrified of uh, what he could become, right? Uh, yeah. Like the the knowledge and the power he wields in his hand, and he's, I think, uh, a little worried of what what might happen if if things turn bad. And if people have not been paying attention to Arrow, things things have not been the greatest for him in the last couple of seasons. No, uh, no, he has had a pretty pretty crappy life for about six years. Yeah, um, things have not been. Uh, and, and things aren't about to get much better either. No, no, they are uh, not. Uh, because the new Count Vertigo uh, decides that uh, he needs to make a name for himself and uh, is planning to do so at the expense of uh, of Oliver Queen. Um, in the meanwhile... So the uh, date. Yes. Um, well, before before we get to the date, uh, we, we get a shot of uh, Felicity at work, uh, which apparently is a, a Best Buy knockoff is where she's working right now. And uh, she meets Superman. Uh, of course, not Superman in the show. She meets Brandon Routh, who once played Superman in a movie, uh, but is not playing Superman in this television show. Which is so weird. Like, it's why would you choose him? Because we know him as Superman to play a different character. Even if you don't ever have Superman in the show, like, I mean, one day if he is in it, like, I feel like you would kind of save that card on the back burner because he doesn't really have much going on in his life anymore. Right. Um, but yeah. I don't know why. It's just weird that he, like, if they're going to ever have Superman in it, like, why wouldn't you just use him because of familiarity? Right. Uh, why would why would you have him play the Atom? Well, he, he's not. He's, uh, as it turns out, he's playing businessman Ray Palmer, who eventually uh, acquires uh, Queen Consolidated from right underneath uh, Oliver's nose. 
um, and basically makes a pretty strong case for why he should be running it as well. And also has a propensity for saying BTW, uh, which is highly annoying. Uh, at least right now he's not doing any of the other internet uh, shorthand phrases, but uh, I, I would not be surprised if he breaks them out at some point. Uh, OMG, LOL, Glenn. Lol. No. <laughs> no, that's you, why I said lol. You're not a you're not a fan. You're, uh, well, uh, lols is my favorite of my, but uh, troll lol, lol. BTW, Glenn. Uh, the story continues. Uh, in case you were wondering, uh, they Oliver and Felicity do go on their date. Um, unfortunately, uh, Warner Zeitel shows up, the new Count Vertigo, and uh, he has. Uh, he has a pre—I would say—a fairly decent plan to dispose of Oliver Queen. Yeah, uh, blow up the building he's in. That's a pretty good plan. He has tracked him to the restaurant where uh, Oliver and Felicity are having their dinner, and uh, he just pulls out a, a rocket launcher and <laughs> shoots it into the restaurant, exploding everything. And it's only because Oliver has uh, some sort of sixth sense, uh, I guess, or heard it coming, that he was able to. Uh, uh, to get Felicity out of the way and save both of their lives. I mean, uh, I guess a, a missile sounds like a just a giant arrow. So, and he's used to oh yeah hearing arrows whistle. I guess that's All how that he did it. Sure, yeah. Worst <laughs> fighty sense. Uh, one of the <laughs> one of those reasons. Um, I mean, that was it was it was crazy to be sure. Um, so he rescues uh he rescues her, and of course they uh, um, uh Oliver then goes on the hunt uh for this guy. Um, and, uh, at the, uh, also, uh, he meets up there with, uh, I guess he's now Captain Lance, right? He's Captain Lance, who should not be out in the field for help. No, 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 he is still, he is still recovering. Um, and, uh, of course, so what happens? Does he get shot or does he just start suffering like a heart attack or what? I think happens? he just, I think he just has a heart attack, I think, or a stroke or something. Cause, right. um, you know, at, at later on his, his daughter, uh well one of the daughters you know tells him that hey right when you were on your deathbed i was asked about your insurance and well you know i should up it because right. you're gonna die if you keep this up right well because so. that's that's the whole scene count vertigo gets the upper hand on uh on oliver and uh captain lance comes to his rescue which uh distracts him momentarily um and then uh he has some sort of stroke or heart attack or something uh oliver shoots uh uh shoots mr vertigo but not fatally so, and he gets to uh, escape, essentially, uh, for, uh, you know, obviously because the episode was only halfway over at that point. You can't kill the bad guy that early in the episode, Glenn. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, then we have Oliver losing uh, his bid to retake control of his company. And um, it's then Oliver decides to end his relationship with Felicity and... Uh, and, uh, you know, for her own safety, of course. So as quickly as it came, Glenn, uh, it just as quickly vanished. Uh, and uh, Oliver, so, so what happens here in the, in the final thing? Because uh, uh, Count Vertigo is, is going to uh, blow up a building here, right? He's going to blow up a stadium that they're having a fight night at. And it, what, like, the fight has, like, I guess some of the major crime bosses in Starling City. Yeah, yeah. He's, and we've already discussed that he's trying to... Uh, up his uh, up his street cred, as it were, um, and uh, so. But what happens here is uh, Oliver confronts him while uh, Parkour Kid 
is uh, aka Arsenal, aka Roy, is out to uh, to uh, sort of defuse this bomb. Uh, and uh, Oliver once again is hit by the fear toxin. Now, did did I miss something where he kind of learned to control the drug in his body to make him not afraid? I think. Well, I I don't know. It, it kind of doesn't really make sense if if it's supposed to go his greatest fear and he's able to overcome that his greatest fear is himself. Wouldn't it just make a different thing that he's afraid of? Right. Like okay. Um, so the what's fear number two? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, well, I mean, I guess since he's had so many drugs put into him over the years, like I guess I, that's I mean, what it is. He may just maybe just like the dreaded uh, pirate, dreaded the dreaded pirates Robert, whatever his fucking name is from Princess Bride. Sure. He just builds up immunity to it. Um, uh, so he's outnumbered until uh, Black Canary shows up out of nowhere. She was on a vacation with the. Uh, uh, with the League of Shadows or the uh, League of Assassins. I think it's League of Assassins and Arrow, I believe. Yeah. Um, and she was on a vacation with them last time we saw, but she came back just in the nick of time to to help Oliver out with this fight. And, uh, of course, Oliver overcame his, uh, overcame his fear and everything somehow magically through his chemical, his previous chemical dependency issues, I guess. Um, Roy uh, figures out how to uh, to stop the bomb by freezing it. Uh, it's unfortunate this was not an episode of The Flash because apparently there are plenty of people with freezing abilities or cold powers that uh, would have come in handy in this situation. Uh, yes. uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, Roy had to find, I believe it was some sort of... Uh, it was uh, a Freon uh, pipe. Yeah, like a Freon pipe, yeah. That uh, that apparently becomes, like, apparently isn't rigid whenever you break it oh, off. No, no, it's, it was very, very, it's very malleable. Oh, very malleable for sure. Um <laughs> Yeah, that was very coincidental, of course. Yeah, it was just like, oh, it's rigid. And he pulls it down and it's just like a fireman's hose. It didn't really bother me that much because I'm like, yeah, whatever. Because I was like thinking whenever she's like, oh, you got to find this. Like, well, how is he going to get the pipe to bend that way? Because that, you know, that's a solid lead pipe. Well, he is very he's strong some, as like, well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was cool. I like that. I really love the shot that they the tracking shot of him getting working his way to the pipe. It, mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me of playing Uncharted. Sure. Yeah. There's an idea. The guy who plays Roy could be Drake. Uh, sure. Sorry, that's that's a little off on the tangent. <laughs> uh, and several podcasts late uh, for the discussion. <laughs> sure. Um, so uh, so uh, Canary and uh, and Oliver defeat uh, defeat the bad guys. Um, Felicity shuns away uh, Brandon Routh, Superman, aka uh, whatever his name is, Ray Palmer, and uh, yes, and they. Uh, they go celebrate the uh, the birth of Diggle Jr., aka Baby Diggle, aka whatever the real baby's name is. I don't care. Baby Diggle. He, he, he from now on, people, he will just be referred to as Baby Diggle. It's it's Baby Diggle. Was it even were we were we ever, uh, even informed if it was a, a boy or a girl? Because I don't. I think it's a she. Um, but I'm gonna whatever the baby is. Baby Diggle. Sure. Baby until, Diggle. Until we know. Um and. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, Felicity and Oliver have uh, a moment again. Uh, the relationship seems like it's back to just being strictly uh, professional. Uh, yeah, after a really intimate uh, kiss. Yes, <laughs> which is strange. Um, you talk, clearly, it's over. Clearly there are some mixed feelings uh, going on here. Um, and then the show gets thrown out of continuity for a moment when Oliver gets a call from Barry Allen to let him know that the episode that was on last night uh he's uh he's woken up from his coma 
and uh, the and Oliver has to travel back in time to meet him on Tuesday uh, to discuss. That was the only thing that threw me off a little bit um, when that scene happened. It completely threw me off. Um, oh, I mean, well, I, I, I like never watch Angel or Buffy because that's how they do things. They do like the the episode that happens before takes place in the future, and the episode that happens after takes place before the episode you just watched. Well, I don't think it's necessarily the future. It's just, you know, they're going on congruently. They just don't air the same, same day. Time. So, right. Yeah. Things are happening at this, the same time frame, but it would have, it would have worked better had you watched this episode of arrow and then watched, uh, the encore version of the pilot episode of flash. Yes. Took that worked afterwards. a lot better for me as well. I, I did watch the encore version. So that would have made, yeah, see, that would have made much more sense. Um, and, uh, we end the episode with, uh, a big cliffhanger. We've got Laurel and Sarah Lance and of course, it's necessarily a cliffhanger. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, uh, well, okay. So it, it's in, but in, in one way, it kind of is a cliffhanger, right? Cause it's sort of a whodunit, right? Um, at least for, uh, I guess more of a whodunit, not really a cliffhanger that the, there is nothing hanging from that cliff. Um, so Laurel is, uh, is, uh, Oliver's former girlfriend. And so is Sarah. They're both sisters and Sarah is uh, black canary, right? So they're having this sisterly discussion and they go, uh, they go on their, their merry way. And, uh, Sarah puts on her gear, uh, when she runs into somebody who she recognizes immediately, uh, and says, what are you doing here? And she is blasted three times in the chest with arrows and falls from a building and has a horrific landing. She uh, drops like a sack of potatoes. Oh, it was a pretty rough looking landing for a CW <laughs> show. I was like, holy shit. Uh, she and uh, there is, she is there, dead. She is dead. Yeah. Black Canary is dead, dead, dead. Uh, <laughs> there ain't, there's, I mean, they even establish it. She gets buried. She yeah. is most certainly dead. Yeah, um, unless so, they bring Black Hand into the fold, she is dead. Right. So that's the. Uh, uh, so that's where we uh, we leave off for for next week's episode. So what did you think of uh, the the season premiere of Arrow, sir? Uh, also very good. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, there, are, it's weird because there are moments that are like really really bland and kind of stupid. Uh, but again, with the tone, like it works for me. I, I forgive it mainly, I guess, because at this point I really do like the show and I, I got into it late. I mean, I, I watched the whole two seasons when, uh, I finished, I finished the whole two seasons uh, about a week after, uh, the season of after season two ended, I right. had, I watched one and then I got caught up on two about a week later. Mm-hmm. So, um, fairly new to it. Um, so it was kind of nice to watch it all compacted. Uh, but no, I mean, it was uh, it was solid. I, I have pretty good, pretty uh, good idea that it's going to be Malcolm Merlin that blasted her with arrows. Right. Um, someone uh, someone told me, um, coincidentally, has the same name as Aaron. Uh, <laughs> the exact he, uh, same name? Yeah, the exact same name. That, he that he thought... He was like, oh, it's Ra's al Ghul. And I'm like, why the hell would a guy who leads the assassins do his own dirty work? Like, Ra's al Ghul has never just done his own dirty work. He has someone else do it, and then he'll step in at the end or that kind of thing. You, I mean, you it could be. Way. I mean, it could be because they might be wanting to throw your scent off of the 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 trail, perhaps. Because that's the first thing I thought of as well when I saw the arrows and I heard the voice. I'm like, oh, that's the Dark Archer. That's uh, that's Malcolm Merlin for sure. Um but, you know, maybe I mean, and maybe that is exactly where they're heading. Uh, it, but it's also entirely possible that 
Um, it's not. Uh, they, they, they could be throwing you off the trail just by doing that. I'm not sure. So he, he thought it was, he thought it was Rache, and I said, no, it's Malcolm Merlin. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, why would it be? He was like, well, I mean, let's think about it. What's the, what's the big thing? What was the one thing he was warned about? He was warned that Rachel Gould's coming for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so what better way to get his attention than by killing uh, one of his favorite assassins who has come back to him? Sure. And definitely, definitely get his attention. Uh, and uh, I don't know if, if, if uh, like with Arrow and, and Oliver Queen, like Rachel Gould will be presented as an enemy at first. It'll probably be like enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. And then, and then instead of Mal- him and Malcolm, I think him and Malcolm Merlin will eventually join forces to take out Rachel Gould because um, he he is definitely more well connected than them. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I I think that it's more of I think it's more of sending a message to Rach like, uh, it doesn't matter who it is, you send your people out here, I will fucking murder them pretty quickly. Especially if uh, this is the Rachel Gould from like the comic books and not the Nolan yeah. movies with like Lazarus Pitts and uh and all the other shit he's got at his disposal. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's I definitely could see it more of like an intent, attention getter, mm-hmm. uh, uh, for for just for you know bringing someone back to the city because even whenever shit was happening, you know, Rachel Gould never came to Starling City. Right. Uh, the thing I liked about it was uh, with Ray Palmer, aka the Atom. Uh, I liked that, uh, and it was so much for him. It was the fact that you know his rebuilding effort is to you know have the name be Star City, which is what its name is. Right. So to me, it's like all those I I wouldn't I don't even that's because they've said that they've had they have a plan. They've had this plan for five seasons. You know, they know they have it all mapped out what they're going to do for the most part. Right. So I don't really I always think that the name of Starling City, like I feel like this was always in the plan was to have it change the Star City at some point. It's just you had to have certain events to have the city be reshaped. And that would be a part of Oliver as he is reshaping himself. He is being named differently that he uh you know as he grows the city will grow i think that that, that's a really nice parallel Mm -hmm. um because things have to get much worse when they get better and they they definitely are in a shithole right now right uh and no no i like that uh i did not like the really cliche thing of i can't be with you felicity because it'll be I, i can't focus on both because i think if i was her i would just say well, considering I hang out with you more as Arrow, there's not really a distinction between the two. Like, <laughs> right. to me, uh, this speech you should be having maybe with like Laurel or something like that. But uh, we definitely, um, I, I am in the field with you sometimes. There is no, uh, I am in danger. Don't I'm already in this circle, so right, I don't. Right. I don't know yeah, what the she, deal is. Yeah, she works. Uh, she works with him. Um, yeah, that's different than Lois and Superman or Mary Jane and Spider Man. Like. They aren't going out. They aren't going out with them or helping them plan missions or, uh, you know, like she is just as deep in the shit as he is for sure. Yeah. And I mean, and I like that he like doesn't want Diggle in on it. I just think it's funny. I I felt like for me it was a missed opportunity, uh, for Diggle to be like, well, you're letting this fucking punk kid, you know, Roy go out with you, and he could just, you know, right. there's a very good rebuttal for that. Oh, Roy doesn't have anything going in his life. He's an orphan, uh, kind of like me at this point. So. We've got each other, and that's about it. <laughs> right. So I felt like that was kind of a, a missed moment, just the the you know some like not so much backstory, but just kind of little jabs at each other to kind of flesh out the characters of where Oliver is coming from. Right. Uh, because I don't, I think they try to make it look like he was being noble, and he's not necessarily being noble. He's just being cautious because these people do have consequences and outside lives, and 
I think they're setting up, you know, obviously Ray Palmer and uh, L. L. Felicity are probably going to have some moments. Oh, sure. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, I even think she seems to hate. Up. She seems to hate him. And uh, yeah. that usually means they're going to end up in a relationship, unfortunately. Yeah, it does. Uh, and I even think they show her like making out or something with the Flash and and, and one of the previews for the Flash. So I don't, I don't know what's going on. They, uh, uh, I mean, weren't they dating a little bit or something in the Barry yeah, Allen episodes? Of. Yeah. And that, that that's the this kind of goes with there's a little bit of a, a jaded continuity between the two shows because you know whenever she comes back or whatever and the the two doctors are like, "Oh yeah, hey, he's been spending a lot of time with uh Iris has been coming by a lot." Right. And they're like very I, I guess because they don't know their relationship, I guess that's where it can be a little forgiven. But it seems a little odd that they're pointing out the fact that she has no romantic interest in him whatsoever. Right. Uh, until she inevitably sees him as the Flash and she'll be like, oh, my God, you've been this man this whole time. Right. Right. Because um, that's not a common ploy. No, uh, no, no. Yeah, that's a, a Mary Jane thing to do. Yeah, that's a pretty uh, common uh, trope for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, that's the thing with her and Ray Palmer. It seems like uh, they... Uh, she definitely has no interest in him, which means they're going to end up in a relationship, which I hate that. But uh, uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe she will hate him and they'll never end up in a relationship together and it'll surprise me. But, you know, I'm only saying this because I've watched Chuck and uh, Brandon Mm -hmm. Routh is in Chuck and he's a giant piece of shit in that show. Uh, so I just, I bring some external feelings <laughs> towards him. A lot of, a lot of anger and, Oh, sure. Yeah. He's, he's, he's smarmy. I mean, as, as soon as he started rambling off all the BTWs, I'm like, somebody needs to punch this guy in the face. I mean, just for that, uh, just yeah. for the internet lingo alone, I'm just like, Oh, that guy needs a punch in. He's a very uh, easy guy to hate. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. He's very, yeah. He's very smarmy. Um, yeah, I liked, uh, I like this episode a lot too. And there's a, you know, a clear difference. I think. Uh, this this could make the uh, the podcast interesting as well because there's a um, there's a clear difference in shows now. While the while the Flash pilot did remind me of Arrow, it reminded me of you know the beginning of Arrow. Whereas we're now in season three, and all of these characters, for the most part, um, our regulars anyway, are pretty comfortable with their roles. Um, like Stephen Amell is is great at this. I, I mean, I think he's really settled in uh as oliver queen uh, yeah he is definitely his acting has come a long way from the beginning like you said he's very comfortable just even in the flashbacks you can see the difference he he has now versus like the early flashbacks he seemed a little too pitiful and now like right i don't know like i feel like he's just kind of getting a better grasp of the character and which which is good i mean he and as I, i jokingly said you know um uh, between that kiss between him and Felicity, I, I don't know who was hotter in that scene. Um, <laughs> he definitely um, uh, poses some some thoughts of, as far as sexuality goes. So oh sure yeah no I mean he's a uh, he's yeah and he's great. Um, I mean he's the uh, usually for me he's the he he was near the end of the last season was kind of the standout for me uh, yeah in that show well, anyway. Pickle is the shit. Oh no, D- Diggle is great, and of course, uh, John, I've I've enjoyed. I mean, we don't get to see a bunch of John Barrowman, but what we've seen of him, I've really enjoyed. Is Malcolm Merlin? Oh, yeah. It's been really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, ev- everybody feels like they're kind of uh, settled into the role, which is usually when shows are at their best, at their peak, is when everybody feels like they have a firm grasp of the character and how they would act and behave, and 
you know, everything, all the, all the fine details. And uh, usually that's also when um, usually you get to around season three or four is for the most part when shows tend to do their best work. Yes. Because um, because it's not just the actors. It's the writers like the writers know how to write for Stephen Amell. They know how to write for the character. They, you know, uh, so, yeah, uh, it, it feels like everybody's going to be on a game. This is a really good start to this season. And ballsy uh, start. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they killed off a they killed off a fairly big character right away. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, that's that is, you know that is not a bad start to a season. Uh, Cause now I'm wondering, I'm wondering what's going to happen. What's going to, uh, what else are we going to run into uh, the rest of the season goes? All right. So scores, Glenn, what do you got for the calm? Uh, I, I definitely, I mean, definitely four. I mean, it, I liked it more than flash. Um, and I think a lot of it just has to go with the history that you have with the show. And like you said, you, there's just so many differences you're seeing at the show mature. And it's just, I mean, usually when they start killing off characters, if they kill off like a main character, it's going to be like episode 14, 15, because that's during uh, the network sweeps when they're trying to get a final rating of the year. Right. Uh, um, I see it at Once Upon a Time. Anything, if you watch a network show, if they're going to kill off a character, it is going to happen in March. And the fact that they basically were like lost and just fucking killed off a main or not main but a prominent character before the, the sweeps episode. yeah 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 it's, it's pretty uh it's pretty interesting and ballsy like i really liked that sure i mean she wasn't a regular regular but you know for i mean she was in and out an she awful lot during the enough in it yeah i mean during the second season she was in and out an awful lot um and and did become more prominent and then they just killed her off uh so yeah i'm, I'm interested to see uh, where that goes for sure. I, I'm right there with you. It's a high four for me, like teetering on, on four and a half. Um, you know, cause it is once again, it's, um, I mean, they were, I'm, I'm sure if I really wanted to nitpick at this episode, but there wasn't anything that really stuck out to me. Like, ah, oh, that wasn't that good. Or that wasn't that good. No, uh, no, they were, it nothing, was just really solid. Nothing really stuck out to me. I mean, they, they gave you the, they gave you the cheap villain, um, to, to give, uh, Oliver Queen just enough problems uh, to take it through the, you know, to the end of the episode or whatever. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it was kind of just there to set a, you know, um, this is a different kind of setup. Unlike the flash where they were setting up the entire series. Um, they were kind of just getting things set up for this season. They were kind of putting the police, uh, the pieces in place uh, just, you know, uh, to, to get the ball rolling for this season. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a high four as well. Um, okay. So that's going to wrap it up uh, for this one. We've got a, uh, more Flash and Arrow to watch next week, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to do this crazy thing again, and maybe get some more people on here, uh, so it's not just uh, the the Glenn and Anthony podcast hour on Cinema Geekly Premium. Um, let me see here. I gotta I gotta figure this out. Okay, so uh, we will be back next week. I've got the episodes all pulled up now, so I'm good. Uh, we're gonna be back next week talking about uh, season one, episode two of the Flash, called Fastest Man Alive. And season three, episode two of Arrow, called Sarah. Sarah.